So hello and welcome to this podcast from Evidence-Based Nursing. This podcast is going to discuss and explore some of the issues and the questions that were raised from a recent commentary in Evidence-Based Nursing. Uh, this commentary investigated quality of life and functioning in men three years after prostate cancer treatment. This podcast discussion will take place with the commentary author, Dr. Jeffrey Orbel who is an advanced practice urology clinical nurse specialist running the North Shore University Health System, William D. and Pamela Hootle Ross Clinic for Sexual Health in Chicago. And here he specializes in treating patients and couples with sexual dysfunction and sees men undergoing um, treatment for prostate cancer. So, Jeffrey, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Great to have you here. I was just wondering, um, Jeffrey, just to open the podcast, if you could just tell us maybe a little bit more about the work that you specifically do uh, on an everyday basis. Great. Uh, in my clinic, I'm, I'm the director of sexual health, and I see men and women with sexual dysfunction. Um, although I'm board certified in urology, I do see patients um, mainly with prostate cancer or men or women with sexual dysfunction. So those are the primary areas. I do deal a little bit with incontinence as well in my clinical practice. My areas of research are really looking at men after prostate cancer treatment and how we can help them with issues of sexual dysfunction and help them have better quality of life. Okay, lovely. Thank you. Um, okay, so firstly, can you provide us maybe with some information on what's known about treatments for prostate cancer and the potential potential impact of these treatments on quality of life? Well, I think the good news about treatment for prostate cancer is when prostate cancer treatment is relevant and needed, it often does a good job at cancer control. In other words, prostate cancer is a very treatable cancer, and that's good news for patients. So if caught early, uh, localized prostate cancer within the prostate itself is often curable through surgery or radiation therapy. The challenge is, just like every treatment having good and bad pros and cons, is that patients have negative side effects from treatment, and the number one negative side effect of treatment for prostate cancer is sexual dysfunction or problems with sexual function after treatment. That's probably the most common thing. The second most common thing is difficulty with bladder issues or uh, continence or urgency, frequency, need to urinate. So these are the things that we see long-term after treatment for prostate cancer. And they can impact quality of life. There's quite a few studies out there looking at quality of life in men after prostate cancer treatment, and we know some about that, but we're always trying to learn how these treatments might impact negatively or positively their quality of life. Okay, great. And um, so focusing on the the piece of research for which you wrote the commentary, uh, what did that research tell us about quality of life in men with prostate cancer? Well, I would like to commend the authors who wrote and did the research mm -hmm. because research mm -hmm. is a challenging thing and mm -hmm. this is a much needed area of research. Mm -hmm. So I would like to commend the authors on their research and their paper as well. 
The good thing is that um, although this is a small study, it really um, it, it tells us a little bit about this particular group of men and their perception of their quality of life and their daily activity after treatment for prostate cancer. I think that in general, this small study tells us a bit about quality of life in terms of daily life, and these men in general have fairly high quality of life after treatment. And sometimes this is not unusual because, remember, if these men are successfully treated for their cancer, that is something that patients usually uh, can have an improved improved effect on their quality of life. Cancer control is, is a big sat- life satisfier. So I think that's part of why we see some positive effects on quality of life after uh, prostate cancer treatment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, moving on then to the methods used in the study, are you able to make some comment on maybe the strengths and the weaknesses of the methods that were used in the study from your perspective? Certainly. I think the strongest thing about this study was that uh, it used both qualitative and quantitative data together to look at quality of life. And I think both of those are powerful tools. In terms of quantitative data, it gives us numbers and it tells us about life satisfaction in terms of averages, average means, and things like that with uh, psychometrically sound tools. And that can be really important because it tells us a little bit about how many of the patients are struggling, what their quality of life is, and that can be a significant factor. The quanti- uh, so the quantitative piece is very important, but also it had a qualitative aspect where they interviewed the patients, and that gives us those powerful words that can be mixed with some of the numbers to give even more power to what the patient Uh, what the men struggling with these issues are going through. Mm -hmm. I think the greatest strength is that they looked at both qualitative or numbers and they looked at quantitative things as well. And I think this is a a great strength of the study. The difficulty is that this is a, a, a rather small study of Swedish men. So it's a small group of men uh, and so we can't really say that this would be the way all men would feel. It, it is it is not a large group of men, and I think that's one of the limitations. I believe there was 21 patients in the study, um, and so uh, that is one of the weaknesses, I think, is that <clears throat> it was limited to a single institution, mm-hmm. one group of men, and a small sample size. But Having said that, it still gives us information on men after after prostate cancer treatment and their quality of life. So I think it, it has both strengths and weaknesses, and therefore it has to be taken nested within within that information that you know it's a smaller study from one institution and it's this particular group of men. Excellent. Many thanks. Um, so, moving on then to the implications for practice, what do you think are the main implications for practice that can be taken from the study? I think it's exciting to see from this study that in general that uh, quality of life was found to be very high in these men. I think that's a testimony to having cancer control after prostate cancer treatment, that many of these men are cancer-free and able to go on and live their lives. I think the challenge to 
the implication is that there are struggles that men have after after they have treatment. In general, mostly to do with sexual dysfunction and challenges with getting and keeping erections hard enough for sex and having a meaningful sexual relationship with their partner. Mm-hmm. I think the difficult part about it is is what does this really mean for us? If men are in general pretty happy with their lives, that's great. But when you look at this study, one of the difficulties is each of these men uh, who has prostate cancer treatment, each of these men has a different paradigm, a different frame of reference. How sexually active are these men before surgery and how important is sex in their lives? And I think this is the really key thing that all of us have to get at with our patients. And the implication is if your patient's not very sexually active and this is not a major point of emphasis in that couple, then it's probably not going to have a huge impact on their quality of life. Unfortunately, in this study, they didn't provide baseline information about were these people, how sexually active were they, and were they sexually active, and the importance of this in their lives. So therefore, we don't know, is this particular group of men an older group of men or a group of men who, in general, is not as sexually active? Um, Every group of men is different. Some older men are very sexually active, but possibly this group of men were not. Therefore, it wouldn't have a big impact on their quality of life if they were not able to be as sexually active in the ways that were meaningful to them before the treatment. So it's very important that we know that bit of information because that makes all the difference in the world, the impact of this on these patients. Yes. That's really challenging because in practice, every day I see men who this is not a big problem for them, but I also see men who are completely devastated by the fact that they can't have sexual relations. So many studies out there show that erectile dysfunction and sexual dysfunction has a big impact on quality of life as many as two to five years after prostate cancer treatment. Um, And when you look at those studies, you see that some men are really struggling. When you look at this particular study with a group of 21 men, you see these men, their quality of life in their daily life is is basically, um, they have high quality in their life ratings, which is great. But that doesn't mean that that implies that your patient will feel that way. You have to take it in context of your patient. Maybe you have a 48-year-old man who's very sexually active in the prime of his life who wants to have a full relationship with his partner and this is of high importance to him. This is going to be a man who could be very devastated by the onset of erectile dysfunction or sexual dysfunction after prostate cancer treatment. Whereas if you have a patient, maybe even the same age, it's possible, that's not sexually active and sex is not of great importance in their life, this person is not going to be greatly impacted in terms of life satisfaction after treatment if they're not able to function fully in terms of sexual function. You've got to look at the individual. And I guess I hear from patients most importantly in my daily practice, I need my provider to know me. And then when they're recommending they tre- these treatments, they'll know the great impact that it may or may not have in my life. I'm glad that these 21 gentlemen, in general, their life satisfaction was very good. Probably their cancer was well controlled and they were able to return to their life in meaningful ways. 
But I think the implication that nurses need to understand about this from the research is who is your patient and how much might this impact them? And that will guide their choice for prostate cancer treatment. And in, and and it will have an impact on their life satisfaction after treatment. So we need to know this patient, that patient in their particular circumstance and what impacts their quality of life. And if sexual function, continence and things are of great importance to them, they need to be prepared for the possibility of sexual dysfunction or urinary incontinence or frequency urgency after prostate cancer treatment. Great, great. Yes, very interesting. I agree. Um, you've touched upon other pieces of research in the area, and I just wondered, taking into account that research and this study that we're talking about, what do you think um, the next step, what, what future research is required in this area? I think similar research, but looking specifically across institutions, across countries, looking at um, patients across the world and really trying to determine what is their quality of life after prostate cancer treatment? How do things like sexual dysfunction, urinary continence, how do they impact their quality of life? And really understanding that from a more global perspective. Because if we look at larger studies, we know that there's no doubt clear that quality of life is impacted by sexual dysfunction. So we need to know better um, when is this important? When, when, when is it appropriate to look at our patients and say, um, I, I guess we need to first and foremost know and understand each of our patients and research needs us to help understand who those patients are who might be negatively impacted by the effects of prostate cancer treatment. Uh, so I think further research across multiple institutions, multiple countries, um, men of all types to un better understand this problem. I like the idea of both quantitative and qualitative research. I think mm -hmm. both are incredibly important because words are powerful and so are numbers. And I think sometimes the numbers can't capture the the power that the words can. And so together that can give some really good research. So I think further research is needed in those areas to better understand that. And then the men who are upset and devastated by sexual dysfunction or urinary incontinence, how can we better prepare them for those issues or maybe help them make better choices so they don't, they don't have treatment regret about the choice they made because of the impact it's had in their lives. I guess our greatest most important mission is to figure out from research who are these men, how can we help them, and how can we ultimately preserve quality of life after prostate cancer treatment. This study shows us that some men have high quality, um, but who are those men and who are the men who are struggling more with, with some of the issues and the quality of their life afterwards? So I think that's the areas of future research that need to be explored. Thank you, Jeffrey. And finally, to finish, one last question. It's really just trying to pull out maybe one important point. What do you think might be one thing of importance that our listeners can take away from this research? I think most importantly what the listeners could take away is know your patient. Who better than the nurse 
to to know and understand patients. In America, st uh, Gallup polls year after year show that nurses are the most trusted professionals of all. And so patients are looking to us for really good information to guide their treatment choices, to guide them through the difficulties that may or may not occur after treatment that may impact quality of life. So I guess my most important message would be know your patient, know what they value and what's really important to them before treatment, and help them understand how treatment may impact their quality of life afterwards, especially in terms of things that can impact quality of life like urinary incontinence and sexual dysfunction. Well, thank you very much, Jeffrey. Delighted to have talked with you today. Thank you. Thank you.